0: Log Talk Radio. Well, good evening, everybody. Uh, This is Manchester Radio, um, the wonderful podcast uh, that we do every week and have fun and talk about. Every episode among other things. Tonight we got lots to talk about. We've got to talk about the episode. Becky's going to talk about the LA Convention. Uh we've got some other things to mention. And we're going to talk about the preview for next week's episode. So fair warning, there will be spoilers discussed later. Um our guest call in number is three four seven two zero five nine eight zero one. And that is a new number. Um, Winchester Radio has a new home. We are part of Media Boulevard now. Uh, I'm very happy to be there and have them as a sponsor. Um, but uh, you can still download us on iTunes. You can still find us at winchesterbrokes.com. Just click, uh, click on the Winchester Radio uh, icon on the side. You can find us through Facebook and Twitter. And uh, please, uh, everyone, if you enjoy our podcast, uh, let your friends know and let them know that we moved. Um, Not everybody, I think, has uh, found that out yet, and um, there's some stragglers, so we'd love to have everybody back and listening to us, so uh, let them know. We really appreciate that a lot because we enjoy doing this. Uh, Tonight we're talking about the 14th episode of the sixth season entitled Mannequin 3, The Reckoning. (laughs) The title ever. Here we go. What? The coolest title ever. I absolutely love that title. I do, too. I thought it was a great title. It's so perfect for exactly what went on in the episode last night. And it's right up there, you know, with Chris Angel is a Douchebag and, you know, Live Free or Twy Hard. It's definitely right on up there. Um, Do you want to talk a little about the episode? And and, uh, I'm going to be quiet for a second because I'm still working. I'm working on a Saturday, which is unusual. And of course the minute I start to do the podcast my coworker calls. I haven't called all day. But they call and I've got to email him and let him know that I'm still around and not to worry, but I can't actually speak to him at the moment. So Becky, you want to talk about the, okay. po- the about the episode a bit?
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: Go ahead. Okay, well the episode starts with Dean
1: um trying to wake up Sam who had passed out from the end of at the end of last week. And I was you know as, as you know I wasn't here for the podcast last week, so I don't know what um you know, and I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but I was really surprised at the end of last week that they had Sam hit that you know hit that wall so soon mm-hmm. and was remembering hell and everything, and so I was like really curious, okay, what are they gonna do now and so then, at the beginning, I liked the- con- Continued with that at the beginning of this episode and had Sam still passed out and Dean worried about him. And, I, you know, we've been missing the brother, you know, the brothers trying to, taking care of each other for such a long time. So it was nice seeing Sam, seeing Dean trying to wake up Sam. And I really thought it was a cool effect with the flame going out in his eye, in Sam's mm-hmm. eye right before he woke up. I thought that was really cool. And so... Mm-hmm. What I'm curious about is so, whenever Sam remembers hell for a split second, is he going to be like passing out every now and then now, or you know, what? Mm-hmm. How, what how are they going to deal with
0: that? What's going to happen? You know, I I uh, I'm hitting send on this email, so oh, Um, I, you know that that is something that's actually a very serious concern, um, with Sam. If he's going to have the, and, and this is actually something we talked about uh, last week, I mentioned that if, if Sam has no idea when these sort of things are going to occur and they're kind of, I guess, um, you know, f- founded in Sam remembering his past, like other things like a case or a hunt, or or maybe meeting somebody from there. But if it does happen again, what if he's like, Right in the middle of a hunt, and he's about to uh, save Dean's life, or some or an innocent person, a victim's life, or or about to uh, be attacked, or or something. What if that happens to him and he just falls down, and that's going to have terrible consequences? Right. I'm wondering the same thing. How
1: you know how they're going to go with it? How they're going to deal with it?
0: hmm I mean, I, I was really glad to see it, and I'm and I'm glad that's one thing they're doing this season is they're not like dragging things out. It's like, you know, here's a question, let's answer it. You know, you wondered what was going to happen if Sam scratched at the wall. If he was going to scratch at the wall, well, here you go. So I, I like that. And it freaked me out last week because I wasn't expecting it, you know. Sam and Dean were having one of their usual sort of episode-ending discussions, and they were actually very brotherly, you know. Dean's trying to make Dean, uh, Sam feel better, and Sam's too to cranky over it all or too, too mopey to accept it and then all of a sudden he falls down on the ground you just hear this big thud and you freak out right along with
1: Dean. I knew something had to happen at the end because you know I was watching I used to watching it on east coast but I was in LA you know for the con so I'm watching it mm-hmm. on west coast time and I had already like i seen tweets from friends, you know, saying, oh, my God, that ending, how can they end it there? Oh, no. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm <laughs> dreading this so much.
0: <laughs> I know. It was such a shock. And I also thought it was really great that this week's episode picked up right where we left off. I, I had a, a fear that, you know, a, a lot of episodes when we had stuff like that last season or before – they don't start right up again. I I fully expected to be at Bobby's, you know, and, and, uh, and then talk it all out, you know, like Bobby, oh, you know, you won't believe it. You know, Sam collapsed and then I'm having this discussion. But it didn't, it picked right up with Sam on the floor and, and poor Dean hovering over him. And, and I know the opinion on this episode seems to be kind of divided. Either you really, you liked it or, or you didn't. And, um, which is, you know, it's fine. They're all like that, but I was just so excited to see that brotherly concern. That's the kind of stuff we used to see in first and second season with with Dean, like right there with Sam. You know, he, he was, you know, checking the pulse in his neck. You know, he, he was he had his hand on the top of Sam's head, just just like what's going on, comforting poor Dan. Uh, Dan, thinking of my designer, uh, Dean. He was so worried because he had the expression on his face and the sound of his voice. He's he's distraught. He's angry. He's upset. It was just everything. And think think it was like when Sam used to have the visions, and Dean would just go right over and, and put his arm around him or help him out. And, you know, they hadn't done that for years. It, it's been years since Sam would accept that kind of comfort. Right, right. So, you know, so I was just so excited to see it. That episode could have just been that scene repeated like you know thirty times, and I would have been okay. <laughs> I mean, didn't didn't you like it? Did did you think of those things, or am I like all alone? <laughs> oh yeah, I love I, I love I that scene. That scene for specifically
1: the reasons that you're saying. The episode overall, I was just like kind of meh. Nah with you know, it was mm-hmm. had some really good creepy parts. I mean. The the um, anatomy uh, mannequin, one of the creepiest mm-hmm. things I've ever seen in my life. When it was move its head and move its eyes and everything. I know. And I was. I, I really want to know. Okay, was it CGI? Was it robotics? Because um, like one part, there. The last time we see its head moving after it killed the guy, its face. It, it kind of smiled, you know, and. So I'm like, okay, is that a guy in prosthetics? I really want to know how they (laughs) did that because it was creepy. Yeah, it was
0: really creepy.
1: Then there were other parts where I was like, okay, are we watching Supernatural or One Tree Hill? (laughs) Because, like, Dean having the Uh, the flashbacks to Lisa and Ben and stuff in the car was just not something I'm used to seeing on Supernatural. And don't get me wrong, love the show. But I was mm-hmm. just kind of taken out of it, you know, during that because it is like,
0: eh, I'm not, eh, I don't like this. <laughs> you know, I'm not used to You know, to this. I, 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 you know, I, I like, I like the episode, but, but you're right, and I, I, I don't. I think we've, we've talked about it like early season. But I think we both liked the, the Lisa storyline well enough, and we're kind of surprised that we liked it because it showed a different yeah, side of really Dean, have... and it was something Dean needed. I, Right, I really
1: like Lisa. I like mm-hmm. that. I hated mm-hmm. that whole like musical memory montage thing. And to me, That's from what strange. I've heard, from, I've heard from about
0: Eric Christie and stuff, I
1: wouldn't think he would have liked that either. Mm. You know? Yeah,
0: and, you know, I'm honestly a little surprised that it's a it's a Sarah Gamble thing because yeah, she's a girl, Eric's a boy, but but you know, she's always been just as big into the horror aspect. You know more blood and guts and violence, the better you know she's always been the same way in that thing. I mean she's a little bit more on the kind of you know feelings or character work side, but that doesn't mean she's she's lacking in the blood and guts horror flashy slasher slashy's a whole other thing that we don't cover <laughs> <around. laughs> <Supernatural. laughs> but uh uh um. But yeah, but you, but you you know you, you know what I'm saying. It's like she's okay with that. And if you're if you're a writer on the show, you've got to be okay with it, whether you're a, a man or a woman. And that, I thought that montage. Montage. I wondered was the episode a little short because usually they're short anyway because of commercials on the CW. But did they need a little from there? they just did they just kind of want to acknowledge that this was the end of Dean and Lisa? I think there would have been. They're usually so good with those musical montage things and this was a little I didn't hate it but I thought it was strange I thought where did this come from and the choices of the scenes were a little odd too or if you wanted to do something like that I would have you know done that montage but I would have picked like a really like you know rocker 70s classic rock song you know something totally different like later on when they played Nazareth and Love Hurts Right, over that right. that one scene. Now, that was a great choice. Maybe that should have played over the Lisa and Dean montage. And the, the scenes itself and how Lisa was feeling, I totally understood. You know, she's still, she's still pissed. And I don't blame her because the last time she saw Dean, he, he pushed Ben around. I'm surprised they didn't talk about that or Dean didn't say, I'm sorry, or something. But... She's him. still pretty angry, and she's upset and because you know she does love Dean. She cares about him, but she but she just knows it's not working, and she's trying to move on. And all of a sudden, Dean shows up at the door, and she gets put right back on square one. So, what did you think?
1: Right, her her scenes with Dean, I I, I liked it when they're talking, and she put the mm-hmm. green sweater on over her dress and everything. I I, I like that scene, and mm-hmm. I even I even liked the scene with Ben. Because you know, I like that Dean, Like totally, it did not hit him that he was mm-hmm. leaving a f- his family. It, it, it you could tell he had it, he had did not realize that he mm-hmm. was doing something that he always said he would never do, and he always was mm-hmm. mad at Sam for doing. And mm-hmm. you could tell it, he he hadn't realized that he was doing that. I, I like that scene. It's just the whole driving in the car, remembering every time Lisa opened a
0: door. <laughs> that kind of like what the <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> you know, and I, you know, I it's it's not enough for me to like abandon the show or anything like that because right, you know, I, there it's just sometimes there's just hmm, that's kind of a kind of a makes you makes you go hmm moment, you know, <laughs> like really okay, and, but otherwise I I like the actual dialogue scenes and the the. The thing that you mentioned, the detail you mentioned where she puts the sweater over her, her pretty date dress, I thought that was interesting. It's like it was very, um a big message to Dean that maybe we used to go out like this, but but, but you don't get this anymore, you know, and she right. felt sort of like she was protecting herself too. It was probably a subconscious way of protecting herself from how she feels about Dean and the different things and the different way she is right now. So I thought that was a really great Choice, I don't know who came up with it, whether it was um uh Cindy Sampson or the director or or or, or who knows jensen <laughs> um could easily have been him I just thought I thought that was a really great choice, but it was odd and but but i i don't do you think we'll see her again?
1: See, I if it wasn't for the whole one tree home moment, I would think we would. Mm -hmm. But um, especially with Ben, the way he talked, I would think that they would. Mm -hmm. And um, oh, by the way, just got a tweet. Don't worry, we are not abandoning the show. Just saw a tweet. We're not abandoning the show. We just have a one little scene that we thought was out of place. That's all. Not the whole show. Shows (laughs) still rock.
0: Oh, hello, (laughs) whoever you are. (laughs) are. (laughs) Listening, tweeting. Right, one little. One more thing is that people out there that are pretty angry over that. Just I, I can, you know, there's some people, folks out there, and they're like, just, you know, pretty disgusted. But I think they're just disgusted about a lot of stuff. And I, again, I say, I mean, why are you still I watching? Never, but okay,
1: I will never, ever abandon Supernatural. Don't have to worry about that. But <laughs> when I was um, <laughs> going back to the, um, what were we talking about,
0: Lisa? Lisa, do you think it's the last we've seen of Lisa? Oh yeah. Right. And you were saying you didn't, you wouldn't have thought so before.
1: I wouldn't have thought so, but it's the way Ben talked and saying Dean, you know, abandoning your family type thing, I don't think it is. I think that you know we may see him back, but then we had the one tree hill moment, which kind of was like a goodbye. So
0: I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm fifty fifty on that. Yeah, but the montage, like like uh, like, it's just a little bit strange. So I'm not sure that is the message is goodbye. I'm not sure really what it is. It wasn't that clear, you know, right. just maybe it was just sort of Dean thinking about all their good times, but their good times were when Dean, when Lisa opened the door, I guess it means, well, she let it in and she didn't have to. And, and, you know, I'll, I'm just going to like put that montage out of my mind because there's too much about Lisa and Dean and Ben that I enjoyed. You know, that's right.
1: that storyline. Right.
0: right, exactly. I really like mm-hmm. the storyline of Lisa and Ben. Mm-hmm. And I like Ben. And as Ben gets older, he's not going to have to wait for Dean to come to him. You know, get his right. driver's license, and he can turn 18, and he can hit the road in search of Dean. And um, with, this, may be, this may be a little fanfic I
1: I don't know, but I can. I don't think no matter what Dean says, I'm pretty sure Ben's going to grow up to be a hunter. You think so? It may be a little fanficy, but I totally see it happening. Because you can tell, he he looks he looks up to Dean. He called mm-hmm. Dean because he didn't want his mom getting serious with this other guy. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I can totally see him grow up to want to be just like Dean.
0: Yeah. I Well, that's how he is now. He's 10. You know, that's, and so we'll, we'll see. But you never know. He may have he may fix on that track and that's just where he's gonna end up when he's an adult. That's that's how Dean that's how Dean started, you know, with Dad that that young and even a little bit of Sam, you know, fam, Sam eventually came to fully accept it because he didn't at first. But yeah, he went on that path early too. So um, I also liked Dean's reaction when Lisa was telling him, you know, I have a date and he's a doctor and he, and Dean's kind of like, oh, Doctor Matt. And I thought it was kind of actually kind of cute the way he, when he was kind of you know jealous and and very it was a very normal typical reaction to something like that and it's
1: yeah, yeah
0: so much of Sam and Dean's life is is atypical it's nice to see a little a little moment like that I thought it was cool um, so where do we go from One Tree Hill? <laughs> <laughs> and it was a little bit strange to have it like right in the middle of the episode too. You know, it's like here's we've got a case going. So I I like the scene when Sam sends Dean off to see Lisa. You know, mm-hmm. it's 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 not soulless Sam doing it. Like I don't need you, get out. It's it's Sam. It's 24 hours. I can manage Dean. It's okay. You need to go deal with now your past. Well, Sam actually says, this is your past. So maybe that is a message that Lisa is going to say in the past. And he says, I've been dealing with mine. And I like he walks into the car, he opens the door, and then he gives him sort of an encouraging pat on the back. Like, again, we haven't seen stuff like that in quite a while. It's really, really nice to see. Yeah, I agree.
1: Mm -hmm. And I I have to say that I've – the way that the ending, it was a really good twist. I did not see a haunted kidney coming. You know? like, <laughs> that was, that was the, they they got me on that one. I did not see that coming. You know,
0: I, I, I'm trying to think exactly what I thought as I, as I watched it. And, um, did I think of, think of that? I'm not sure I thought of like her having, you know what I did, I did. I said, you know what, maybe she, I guess I thought it earlier in the episode because um, her name is Isabel. Isabel said, you know, I'm amazingly, you know, grateful to my sister. She's very, very special to me. You know, she did something for me. And I remember at the time it just popped into my head, well, I wonder if she, like, gave her a kidney or something, not thinking at all later on that that would be the part of her remaining that would have to be, you know, salted and burned, which, of course, I was—I couldn't imagine how they were going to get out of that. When Sam found out, I thought, "Are they going to take away her kidney? What are they going to do?" I said, "You know, they can't yeah. kill her." Yeah. So it's a—it's a tiny bit convenient that the—that the poor woman ended up getting killed in the midst of all that. I mean, it's not unusual to have collateral damage, but that's a—that's a big—that's a big. That's a big uh, Lose for Sam and Dean. You know they take that stuff really hard, really to heart. And it is ironic that you know the 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 guys that are left that played the terrible joke on on poor Rose are still alive. You know the dicks survived, and both those really nice kind sisters uh, died. Yeah, so if, yeah. If they're, yeah. That's a really sucky, universal so, decision there. Yeah. Hmm?
1: The whole practical joke thing that they played on poor Rose—it reminded me a lot of the um, scene of a scene in Buffy episode Selfless, where um, a fraternity had a guy in the fraternity had had his girlfriend come to a party, and then broke up with her in front of everybody there, made a whole big thing about it. She got upset, said, "I wish you could feel what I'm feeling," which called Anya the vengeance demon, and she tore all their hearts out. It reminded me a lot of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I, uh, I, you know, I, I hate bullies. I hate people who play mean tricks like that. It's not like any of those guys were any big prizes, you know, and that's probably why they did it because most bullies, when they do stuff like that, they're just trying to deflect attention off themselves. And mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, if you just take a good look at me, you'll pick on me. You know, so let's gang up and be together, and I'll feel like I've got friends, and we'll pick on some other poor soul i mean there are there are nastier tricks to play than that, but still i I don't like anything anything like that um, you know it gets pushed too far, and you end up with something like you know columbine mhm and and that you know or or any similar example, and that is uh that is a terrible terrible thing so i can't say that i'm truly sorry that those uh that the guys that were just playing this trick on her were were getting avenged on i mean, I you're not supposed to think that and i it was really hard for sam to like do the right thing and save those people you know i mean he he did it just with a, a just a minimum that he had to tell them you know he wasn't nice or comforting it's just like do what i say you know right <laughs> and uh yeah i mean this, Pretty unhappy, and I'm sure in uh, in some ways, probably him and Dean have both been in Rose's place at one time or another when they were growing up. Say, you know,
1: they were outsiders; mm-hmm.
0: they were different; they could have been picked on at school. Um, well, we at know special, hmm? right? We know
1: Sam was, yeah. So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, for a while, and then even Dean at the same high school. You know, uh-huh. I mean, he would be sort of all blustery and everything, but then. Uh, Um, tables were turned on him, too. So, you know, they both know what that's like. Um, And wasn't that part about um, the the guy that's nervous and he ends up telling Sam the whole story about the trick and he goes home and he tells his girlfriend they're moving, you know, out of town? It turns out to be a sex doll. And it was the creepiest thing ever when she just turns her head and looks at him. It's like, oh, my God.
1: It kind of... At first, I was like, okay... I was like, What the heck is going on here? You know, he's got a doll for a girlfriend that he's pretending is real and mm-hmm. so I was like I was like texting my friend, I was like, What the what huh, what? Huh, I'm I'm confused. And, you know, <laughs> so I was like, well, Maybe mm-hmm. he's just a loser and he really had no place at all to be calling Rose a loser, you know. Uh huh. Yeah, he was even—he was much worse. I mean, he was a little
0: yeah. bit crazy. <laughs>
1: and have, have you seen the movie *Lars and the Real Girl*?
0: It, 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 uh, I, I've heard of it, but I didn't see it.
1: Okay, it, it's a lot. It reminded me a lot of that, and it makes me wonder if the writers had seen that movie. I believe Ryan Gosling is in the movie, and he like never had a girlfriend until so he orders, you know, one of those dolls. And he, like, totally takes her everywhere he goes, introduces her to the family. You know, he, you know, changes her clothes. Treats her as an actual girlfriend. And, you know, and it, it reminded me a lot of that. It's a good movie, too, by the way.
0: hmm Yeah. Oh, um, you must have seen the tweet because you retweeted it. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> to the person that says I felt the montage conveyed the fact that Lisa kept letting Dean into her life but I think that's uh, done now and yeah, you know, that's right if opening the doors is her letting Bean in I guess that does symbolize that and that, that does work but it's still the montage itself is still kind of an odd choice but, but thank you for your opinion mm-hmm. Marilyn <laughs> we appreciate it and it's, and it's a good opinion we, we like it
1: <laughs> and I like another tweet and here. thanks for listening <laughs> and thanks for listening <laughs> Another tweet sorry, from sorry, uh a tweet from the driver picks. I like they, they said their their favorite part was the car being possessed. And that was that was a really good scene. It was funny. I felt so sorry you for Dean. Leave my baby out of this. She doesn't have anything to do with this. Um I'm sorry, it's a, a little bit like staticking to me. I'm sorry, can you say it again? The um the driver picks um tweeted that their favorite part was the uh, car being possessed. Oh, yes. <laughs> and that I, I thought that was really funny with Dean saying, you know, leave the baby out of this. She has nothing to do with it. and it
0: I was know. Just
1: really good. And seeing Jensen does comedy so well. And just seeing him run around all flaily from the car, you
0: know, it was, it was <laughs> really funny. <laughs> it was so horrified that his baby, you know, that he loved so much was actually out to get him.
1: And yeah. and,
0: uh, and then what he had to do to stop the car, and he's like, I'm so sorry, baby. <laughs> he was really <laughs> upset. <laughs> and he just leaps out of the way. Um, and the poor Impala. I mean, she's she's had worse happen to her. But she's not too happy, she's I'm sure, sure, about being uh, possessed. Me, last time it was Sam, at least. but
1: Yeah, it reminded me. I wonder if they did, a, you know, like a callback to the pilot when,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, when they're on the bridge with Constance Welch and the car comes after them.
0: Yeah, I was almost uh, half expecting Dean or Sam to hold up the keys, you know. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, which would have been really cool.
1: Um, Oh, and speaking of callbacks, I don't know if they did this on purpose, but at the end scene when they're talking and Sam says to Dean, says, I got your back, Mm. awesome. think about was the episode in Live Free or Twi Hard when at the end when they're at the car and Sam Dean knows that he saw Sam let the vampire fight in, mm-hmm. you know, and everything. And Sam and he says to Sam, You got my back right and Sam says, You know I do And mm-hmm. you know, and we we knew that Dean had his doubts. You know, Dean did not mm-hmm. think he did. But and right. this scene you knew that Dean knew Sam had his back. And so yeah. I don't know. If it, I don't know if that was a deliberate callback
0: or not, but I loved it. Yeah, I loved it too, and I I I, I agree. I I think it was. Uh, uh, I'm as definite as I can be without actually, you know, making a phone call to the writer's office, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. um, and, and asking them. But uh, I it has to be a callback because it's so specific and such an important thing. Where how Sam used to be and how he is now. And that's exactly what they said, you know, I, I've got your back. And we knew that he didn't mean it, and and Dean didn't believe it. But this time, um, Sam really means it, and I hope Dean believed it. I, I saw that the opinion on that was split online, that some people thought that Dean is still kind of hesitant or didn't quite believe him still so I'm like, really? Because boy, Sam sounded mighty sincere
1: to me. <laughs> I totally, you know? I totally saw Dean believing it. That's
0: what I saw. Mm-hmm. Me too. I thought that. I thought that maybe Dean's expression kind of said that he was remembering the time when Sam said that to him and didn't mean it, which would make it, you know, kind of a kind of a a little bit sad expression or quiet expression on his face, but I think he believed it this time, and and I thought it was really cool of Sam to say thank you. It doesn't come up too often either. He says, you know, thank you for that and thank you. I think Dean kind of ducking his head and going, uh, well, it's all good. It's not that he felt strange about Sam saying thank you or not or was bothered that Sam maybe waited a little bit to say, you know, there's been a lot going on, and he understands. I think it's just that he feels guilty that he... That he made Sam do it. That he forced, you know, the, the whole thing with death and made him do it. And he, and now what's happening? Of course, the seizures and the wall maybe, you know, crumbling a little bit. I think that expression and that tone of voice um, came from him feeling guilty about mm-hmm.
1: it. Mhm.
0: Mhm. Yeah. So I, it's that's what I think. I really like that scene. I like them at Bobby's. I know they always usually stop by the side of the road and have their talks, and they've, they've done that often, I, which I like, and I'm sure they do, but I also like now that they seem to be doing this in Bobby's scrapyard. You know, that is their, their home, one of their homes. Yeah, you know. yeah,
1: yeah.
0: And I like that they're there, and they came back to fix the car, and and the whole fixing the car scene, it's a little bit nice callbacks to, uh, the, you know, they're fixing the Impala from being T-boned and, and uh um. They've talked out there with uh, Lucifer and, and uh, the Apocalypse and about the Orson. There's so many things and talks that have gone out there now. I, I really like that that's a, a continuing uh, moment with them. It's a nice thing. And that's where they feel safe and, and uh, all that. Um, and I also like Sam saying, at least Lucifer's left the building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's kind of a cool way to put it. And all that i thought he handled the case really well you know on his own there for for a yeah day. i mean yeah. why wouldn't he but i, I thought it was really handled and i i like that it wasn't like soul of sam having a case it was barreling through and no emotion and and uh, just making people do what he wants and and uh, rude and arrogant um and not needing Dean. like yeah dean go ahead he would have suggested you know i you know i don't i don't need you but uh he kept being involved in the case, you know, calling him and discussing mm-hmm. it and letting him know what was going on, but he was still doing just fine on his own and um, solved it. So, yep, yep. I thought that was, thought that was uh, really good. Um, what else about the step of the I'm wondering, I and I mentioned this last week, also, for the same reason it's happened again this week, we have this whole big thing with Dean and Death and, and uh, Dean not really making a deal with Death, but Death telling him kind of what the price is for getting Soul Sam back and saying, you know, you're a detective, Dean. It's about the souls. What's going on? We haven't heard word one about that whole project, and I think Death is going to get a little cranky pretty soon.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering when... Yeah, because that, I think, well, there, there's been so many big things mentioned that mm-hmm. uh, they haven't followed through with them yet. And I'm wondering, okay, so is the end of this season just going to be jam-packed full of just mm-hmm. major, major things? Because, you know, mm-hmm. we've got that. We've got that, like you mentioned, um, the whole purgatory thing, and now the whole mother thing. And, mm-hmm. and we've got um, Castiel's War in Heaven. And, you know, there's mm-hmm. just so many you know, so many huge things that they haven't really really—they've mm-hmm. mentioned but not really followed through on. And, um, mm-hmm. you yeah know, it really makes me wonder,
0: like, how, yeah. how,
1: how are they going to deal with it no.
0: Yeah, it's like, you know, you should be really thinking about this or talking about it. And I guess maybe Dean is purposely avoiding it, thinking, i you know, I just got my Sammy back. It's so fun to hear him say Sammy again like that. I, just love I that. know, but, I, I love that. I, I, I've missed it so much, and uh, uh, but I, I think maybe he's just avoiding it, thinking I just got my Sammy back, you know. Let me let me just enjoy it just for a little while, you know. Maybe he's thinking it that way. I have a I have a, just a, a vague theory that all those big storylines, one of them that the whole war in heaven thing, I think is going to be. We might get more pieces of it, but I think it's going to be one of those things that finishes the season and could easily be turned into next season storyline kind of yeah right so i i also read this uh, uh interview with jensen from the la convention did you i don't know if you read it it talks about where he's saying that the first half of the season has been really really heavy for him and just him just you mm-hmm. know just him and just sam and and he's hitting the wall already and pretty tired and and, uh, uh, like, Bob Singer and everybody are saying, just, just hang on, Jensen, you know, where we're, things are changing, but it's it's not like turning a rowboat. It's like turning a cruise ship. And he's right. It just takes a little bit and hang on and we're doing it. But later in the season, all this other stuff is going to start coming up and together. And some people say Dean hasn't really had a storyline so far. And I, I know what they mean. It's really just been Dean dealing with soulless Sam <laughs> But you know, Warren Heaven I, comes back, and all the other stuff that will be Dean. They they say that
1: every year about you know you know Sam girl stayed about Dean, Dean girl stayed about Sam. You know, and mm-hmm. I I I don't see it this year. Especially I see Dean is I think has had a major story. He's been dealing with um, dealing with Lisa, and that whole mm-hmm. you know he finally he finally had. The family life that he always wanted, and then he had to mm-hmm. drop it, and then the whole mm-hmm. Campbell's coming back and dealing with them, and then Solace Sam. You know, he's. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he's had a a really, good, and I think Dean's had a good storyline every single year, and because mm-hmm. usually, usually we're seeing things through Dean's eyes. You know, we're seeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know how we know how Dean feels about Sam because we're seeing his. Feelings and his, you know, they, I think mm-hmm. Supernatural is like Dean's life. Mhm. Uh, and you know, so I think they both have an equal story. So. Mhm.
0: I think, and uh, it's not necessarily my point of view, but I think that point of view comes from it's not Dean's story. It's Dean. Dean has a story because of he's reacting to all these other things and. Mm-hmm. Like I guess more specifically, Dean's story would be being Michael's vessel, and right, was, right. you know what? There were plenty of complaints about that too. You know, saying, "Well, uh, you know, he's got that, and then he went all that way, and then he was not Michael's vessel after all." Like, well, he, you know, hello, the show that like, he he couldn't be. <laughs> yeah, if the show was ending, yeah, sure, he could have been like in Michael, and they both would have jumped into the hole, and that would have been the end. But, uh, um.
1: I think he's got
0: I'll, I'll, plenty to do, and and there's nothing wrong with him in the in the whole Lisa storyline either. That is his story. I think it was. I think a lot of his story this ha- this half of, half of the season is being coming to terms with the fact he gave a life with Lisa and Ben a try, but he's realizing he's not really meant to be that. Like he says, "In uh, you can't handle the truth, I'm I'm a killer." And I don't think he's that bad. I think that's too extreme, I, you know. But I but I know what he means. He's he's coming to terms with who he is. It was you know with Sam finally realizing he's more his father's son
1: than he thought. Like he said to Ben in this episode that um, I'm not just I'm not somebody can, that I feel can sit at your dinner table.
0: Mm-hmm. Which you know he's being way too hard on himself. I don't think that's true either. You know. He, he, yeah, he's, he's always been
1: at table br- for a year. Self-esteem. What? He's always had such low self-esteem, you know, as long yeah. as he's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he thinks he's hot with the girls and everything, but when it comes to, like, everything else, he's just, yeah. Mhm.
0: And it depends on the girl, too, you know. Like, uh, he's fine with sort of fun dates and wine nine stands and bar chicks bar and all that. But, you know, someone like Lisa... You know, Lisa started out that way. Lisa started out that way, kind of fun and a fun weekend and, you know, Gumby Girl and all that. But she – and I don't think – as I said said it before, he wasn't really in love with Lisa as much as he was in love with the idea of Lisa. Right, right. And she did – when he found her again, she did. She had a pretty stable home life and a son and a responsible job and and all that, and everything just just went from there. Maybe he he doesn't really – he isn't really in love with her. I think they just kind of grew to a nice space between the two, and I'm still not sure either one is the love of their lives. But probably, you know, we won't see that again anyway. Um, how about the scene where Sam goes to burn Rose's remains? Wasn't that kind of freaky when it's a hole and he's standing at the edge of it? It's not as deep, of course, as you know, hole in the the apocalyptic hole. In I. The hell. But, um, I there and then the, he lights the match and it's fire and I'm like, ooh. <laughs> yeah, I kept waiting for him to
1: have a flashback because you know the mm-hmm. bones and the flames and I was like, oh, they're gonna he's gonna have a flashback. And mm-hmm. and especially the way the camera kept showing the fire and the bones, you know, I was like, and but they didn't. I it, I was waiting for it, but it never
0: happened. Yeah. Especially since you know fire, hell, and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. It was kind of kind of weird, but I thought it was a, bit, a cool key, how it related, but they didn't go any farther with it. Maybe maybe they will some other time. Um, so
1: I like that we did that? get we did get a song. You know, Nazareth yes. Love well, Hurts. And Jensen said at the convention last weekend that dude, because we have, um, fans have complained and everything and, you know, emailed and written and called CW and everything about the music, that they we are getting it back. So I oh, was, good. I, I was so thrilled to hear that. And so I'm hoping maybe that was like a little, because we have been getting, you know, here and there we're getting a little bit of music.
0: So mm-hmm. I was really glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's great. Right. That makes, it's just a big part of Supernatural. It always has been, you know, and it was so obvious when it was gone and not as much. And I understand. the first season, I mean, you know, there was at
1: least two big songs. You know, every episode ended with a song. And mm-hmm. that was like one of the major things that really got me into the show Watch when I was watched
0: the pilot mm-hmm. for the first time
1: was all the A C D C in it. I was like, I gotta watch this show there, the A C D
0: C Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It, it, I mean it's 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 my kind of music. <laughs> it's our era, you know. That's and, right. Bob singer and everything and and it just made sense for the show and they explained it so well about it being John music and then of course Dad's music for Dean and oh yeah. It's just
1: just great.
0: Um well, for this episode, the title of it is from the movie of the same name. I guess there were three mannequin movies. I've never seen any of them. I uh, thought Dean there were... Kim... Kim... What? I thought were only What? Were there three? I
1: thought there were only two. Oh,
0: maybe there's I... only two because I haven't seen any I... of them. So.
1: <laughs> I've seen the first one. I
0: uh-huh. didn't see any of
1: the other ones.
0: Oh, there, isn't there a movie? It's, a, it's like something, it's the movie and a number and then it's just the reckoning. What am I thinking of? Must something else. Um, I'm the sure the mannequin probably movie. Is. What's that? I'm sure there probably is. Yeah, it just sounds too familiar. The original mannequin movie had Andrew McCarthy and Kim Cattrall, who uh, Dean mentions uh, uh, because she was a she was the mannequin, and then she becomes possessed by an ancient Egyptian. So that's why Dean calls her Kim Cattrall when they're looking in. The, Things, all the strange mannequins, and boy, they were really creepy. That was a good job. It reminded me of um, Doctor Who and Blink, I guess. Uh-huh. It reminded Angel. me of the
1: pilot, um, not the pilot, but the first episode of, of Doctor Who with Christopher Eccleston. Um, as the doctor, it's, it was all about mannequins coming to life in London. Oh, yeah,
0: that's right. That, too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's out there. It's not an uncommon thing, but uh, some people do it better than others. Um, yeah, I'm just looking for all these, you know, trivia references. Um, they mentioned Snooki, so I guess it's on Jersey Shore. I don't watch that show. And I like, I like Sam going, what's a Snooki? And Dean says, that's a good question. But I guess Snooki herself tweeted that, you know, right she heard about the mention and, and liked it and said oh i love that show so that's pretty cool yeah, yep yep she tweeted yep so maybe somebody uh will watch supernatural because suki does <laughs> that would be cool more more uh um, viewers and speaking of more viewers our ratings were up this week
1: <laughs> yay
0: yay
1: <laughs> so that's a that's a good thing According to Violet Hill Dream on Twitter, there are only two mannequin movies, no third, hence the episode name.
0: Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> of course, Mannequin. please. <laughs> thank you, Violet uh, Hill Dream.
1: I was looking on IMDb and couldn't find anything, so thank
0: you. <laughs> yes, but that is bugging me because there is something, like something, something reckoning. So I'll have to think about it. Um, I also mentioned, Uh, Dean mentioned Chucky. Chucky was the, he was a doll in the child's play movies, and there are more than one or two of those, unfortunately. Um, since he is a serial killer and transfers his soul into that of a toy doll, which wreaks, wreaks murderous uh, havoc through five movies. Holy cow. And Jennifer Tilly, I guess, was in one of those or more. But didn't mentioned that, of course. you know, you Can't do a mannequin movie without mentioning Chucky. Um, oh, um, Dean says to Lisa, We've been Parent Trapped, which is the movie The Parent Trap It was a early Disney movie and then it was remade later on with Lindsay Lohan playing the twins. She mentions that and this right. It's sort of a plot by the twins to get their parents back together again. So that's what Ben's doing to Dean and Lisa. Ben's playing the game Plants vs. Zombies. And I like Dean saying, well, that's ridiculous. Plants could never kill a zombie. <laughs> you know, the way to take the fun out of the game, Dean. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's a game, uh, What else? Oh, um,
1: there was a Glee mention. Did... I like the Glee mention. Uh-huh. I, I, you know, I was really surprised to hear that mention. I was like, oh,
0: Glee. <laughs> mm. I love Glee. It's kind of a surprise to hear it mentioned on Supernatural, though, and actually not particularly in a really positive way. Right. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think Sam
1: and Dean would like Glee. I don't think they would be Glee fans.
0: (laughs) No, they wouldn't. But, you know, Jensen Jensen could guest star on Glee because he can sing. (laughs) That would be fun to see Jensen on Glee. (laughs) I'm not sure he'd ever do it, but it would be fun. (laughs) Um. In all his spare time, <laughs> um, um, I, it was funny when they were talking about um, the lab that they, the lab that they were in, and they mentioned dissecting frogs. And being says they don't dissect anything good in here. Bigger than Kermit, they use an iPad, and I it didn't dawn on me till I read this. That Kermit frog, <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. But you don't want to dissect a Muppet. That's not very nice. They <laughs> have a lot of salt. Yeah, stuffing, which now that leads me to think of uh, when Angels was turned into a puppet by Ben Edlund, writer for both shows, Angel and ah, Supernatural.
1: Episodes.
0: I love that episode. Just loved it.
1: And it also had, at the beginning, it had young Ridge Knight, I, I think that's how you pronounce his name, that played Little Dean on Supernatural at the beginning of, of the Angel episode, Smile Time with the Puppets. He's one of the victims at the beginning. Oh.
0: Wow. Oh. It's a small world. (laughs) (laughs) Um Is there anyone to talk about the episode? I have other stuff to talk about, but uh anything else about the episode?
1: I think I covered pretty much everything that I was wanting
0: to bring up. Mhm. Uh, the the whole thing about the kidney and uh and chances, and then what we've read a tub of ice with so a phone's trapped for hand that's kind of an urban legend about mm-hmm. you know, supposedly, you know, you're you're, you're either kidnapped or whatever or when you wake up, you know, there's a kidney missing, um, there's a phone with you so you can call for help and you're in a tub of ice to survive and, and Which, all that uh, and, and, yeah. which is, I think is
1: a um, callback to season, was it three? Um, Time is on my side with Doc Benton and um, the Frankenstein-like guy who was cutting parts out of people and putting them back in himself. So, he mm-hmm. so they yep. kind of, you know, it, they kind of did the same thing in that episode.
0: Yep. And it also happens to poor Charlie the Unicorn at the end of the infamous Charlie <laughs> unicorn video, which is really funny and and anybody, if anybody has never seen it, just just uh go to YouTube and search for charlie the unicorn and and also look for the supernaturalized version of Charlie the Unicorn, which is also just a scream <laughs> um, okay, there's something about the supernatural credits that I thought of when I was watching the other night, you know the credits are the shattered supernatural, it looks like us. And we talked at the beginning of the season, well maybe it has to do with the mirror when Sam was looking in the mirror and talking to himself as Lucifer and we're shattering the the wall in the mirror and Sam being different blah blah blah. But what if the the shattering is actually Sam's wall breaking down? Ooh, I hadn't thought of that.
1: I like wow, it. Because
0: the credits always relate to the season and I don't. I don't know if that's true. But I thought I watched it, and I went, ah, oh, the wall in Sam's head. They had they had to know they were going to do that, you know, because they, they planned plan things out pretty pretty far in advance. Said, what if that the the shattering of supernatural in the credits is supposed to symbolize Sam's wall breaking down? So we'll have to see. <laughs> Very good point. Yeah, I like it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Hey folks, yeah, heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything about the episode because we've we there's a preview for next week that we gotta talk about. There's something else about an episode title from the future that I wanna mention that I thought of and if you wanna talk about the convention. So where should we go first?
1: Let's move on to talking about the extended preview for next week. Not the one that they aired at the end of this episode. The extended one that was online.
0: Okay, and everybody, if you're if you don't want any spoilers at all, if you don't like to know anything about the next episode, now's the time to just cover your ears for a little while. <laughs> um, that was like it had to be like the funniest thing ever. And I know some people hate those kind of episodes, but I just love them. I think they're so funny. I think Supernatural does them the best, just the best. I've liked.
1: Ten times, I bet that preview.
0: It's just hilarious. It is so funny. I mean, everything about it. It's like a, it's a, it's Genevieve walking up as Mrs. Mrs. Jared Padalecki, and and like, oh, I, of course, to to Sam who's come over into you know the Jared and Jensen Supernatural TV show universe. She's married to Ruby, which is even funnier. And then she kisses him, and that freaks him out. And it and uh, poor Dean is like. Oh my god, that's funny right there. <laughs> yep, you know, I think it's just great. I thought it was a great idea to to have her on the show. as that? I loved it. Can't wait to see the whole thing.
1: I love 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 when it shows Dean sitting in the makeup chair and the makeup girls trying to put makeup on him, and he goes the same. we are putting
0: makeup on us, those bastards. <laughs> <laughs> I know, <laughs> and I love that that Misha is twittering, you know, like mad, and then he's obviously captured by some uh, bad guy, and instead of like being all Castile angel and, and protecting himself, he just starts to cry. <laughs> that just kills me. I just laughed and laughed and laughed when I saw it. That's my favorite part, and the awful sweater that he's wearing must be one of Misha's real sweaters that they used to make fun of, and couldn't believe they weren't a joke. (laughs) (laughs) And I think it's really cool seeing
1: Brian Doyle-Murray because I think he's a pretty big name, you know, and getting him on the show I think is really cool. And who is that? Who Brian Doyle-Murray, he's playing, like, the director. I don't
0: know. Bill Murray's
1: brother. He was Bill Bill Murray's brother. He was in um, Christmas Vacation. He played... um, Chubby Chase's boss in Christmas Vacation that Randy Quaid kidnapped. Oh, oh
0: okay. Um,
1: he's, uh, he was in uh, Wayne's World. He was the owner of the video game, the arcade, um, Noah's Arcade, and I mean he's been in a ton of stuff. And so it's just really cool seeing him on our show. Mhm. Oh. Well,
0: that is pretty cool. They get they get good casting I and mean, and the, the people at supernatural cast seems to go on a lot of them go on to some really great stuff like Adrian Pliki was just cast as Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Which I think she'll be a great one. But
1: I also I feel bad because Tracy Dinwiddie wanted the part so bad.
0: I know, and I think she would have done a great job too. You know, I'm I, it's, I'm I'm sorry about uh, Tracy not getting it, but I'm really excited that Adrian did because she's a supernatural family member too hmm right, right. Yeah. I was really glad that she came back. Oh, God, so, uh, spoiler, Friday Night Lights. She came back to the Friday Night Lights because her character was gone for a while, but she came back to do some episodes in the last season. I really recommend that show. It's, it's off the air now, but I, if you want a really, really fantastic, fantastic show, it's Friday Night Lights. All right. I I'm know absolutely the- nothing about football, yet I watched that show and loved it. Yeah, you don't. It's not about the football. It just happens to be there. It just happens to be Coach Taylor's job, and and but it's just just all about the relationships and the kids and the people and their lives and families and and it's don't let football stop you from watching that show because it's great. And the original movie had Christian Kane in it. It's kind of neat, unrecognizably Christian Kane, but he is in it. <laughs> Did you see the original movie? The theater. No, I have not. Uh uh-uh. uh It's really good, and Christian Kane is in a... <laughs> well, Now I'll have to watch it. Um, yeah, but he's like unrecognizable almost. Voice, you know Christian's voice, you'll you'll know it's him. But he's got like a full beard and scraggly hair, and oh my goodness, it's kind of a little bit scary. <laughs> but cause he's usually so pretty. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I can't wait for next week. Just can't wait. And the podcast is going to be so much fun with that one. <laughs> <laughs> we can't, if we can stop laughing. <laughs> I think that may be a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, is continu- continuing the spoiler thing. What else about that? Oh, and they're going to tie next week's episode into the show arc, too, it looks like, which is great. They're They're so good at that like an angel and I think Balthazar is involved and and yeah, everything. It, it, you know, since I since
1: we already told people who don't want to hear be spoiled, not li not to listen. But the uh, mm-hmm. um, episode description, I don't have it pulled up right now. But the episode description basically said that um Raphael is out to get Sam and Dean, so to to keep them safe, Balthazar um puts them in the alternate universe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it sounds, you know, even, you know, even without the whole, you know, mm-hmm. Sam and Dean playing Jared and Jensen, I, it sounds like it would be a cool episode.
0: Mhm. Oh, yeah. It's like, well, it's like Changing Channels, which was wild and crazy and right, fun right. and and all that, but it was very turned very very serious with uh finding out Trickster is Gabriel. So I think we'll get the same kind of thing with this episode. They're really good at it. Um, if when Supernatural comes back for a seventh season and they want to do a similar episode, I think they could flip it around and send Jared and Jensen into the Supernatural yes. universe and put that them as be- Sam and Dean trying to hunt. And and I was telling uh, this about uh, was telling this to a friend last night about this idea, and and she says that she uh, that if not happened, she says she expects to hear lots of girly screams. <laughs> <laughs> So you know, Justin and Jared are pretty—they're pretty together guys. You know, they're pretty practical and and uh, they can take care of themselves and and all that kind of stuff. But still, playing that kind of hunter character and then actually being the demon hunter—if there was such a thing—that would be really really scary. And nothing, because cause when I guess you're filming the episode you know that stuff's not real, and you know you're not really going to be possessed or haunted or fallen down or anything like that, so, it, you know, you're not that worried. You play worried, but you're not that worried. But but if but if you end up in Sam and Dean's universe and it is real, that that would be scary. So I think that would be kind of cool if they did that. And Jensen could use his re- real regular voice. Yes. That's right, <laughs> and, and that's right. We're probably going to hear Misha's real voice in next week's episode. Yeah, yeah. It sounds nothing like Cassie. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I can't wait. So, this is this is about a title of an episode that's coming up. I forget which number it is, but it's farther down the line this season. And can you believe they're filming episode nineteen? Oh my gosh! I know. I can't believe it's almost the end of the year. Ah, just unbelievable. But there's an episode for the moment titled, Later on in the Season, My Heart Will Go On, which everybody knows. And, and Michael uh, Osiello, who does the spoilers, put that in. You should uh, check out this video because it's going to have something to do with later on in the season. And everybody freaked out because it's a homemade video and it's a very good one. But the storyline is nothing that's ever happened in Supernatural. It's, it's It ends with Sam actually being killed by Gordon Walker and actually dying and being learning to go on without him. That's why they used the song, My Heart Will Go On. And I think Michael Asiello just means that the titles are the same, My Heart Will Go On. Mm -hmm. But it started me thinking, because that's for uh, Titanic, and in Titanic there was a necklace called The Heart of the Ocean. And Jensen, when he's way back when, when he was on Days of Our Lives, did a did a, a print ad to advertise the sale of replica necklaces. Which so it could be kind of a pun or for fun that you know Jensen used to do that. But it's about a necklace. There's a missing necklace on Supernatural that we haven't seen in a long time. ooh, ooh I like where you're heading with this. Do you think that episode could possibly mean? Supernatural's own version of Heart of the Ocean is Oh, I out. hope you're right. Oh, I hope you're right. I do know. I'm, I'm like one of stuff tonight. <laughs> 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 so I, I don't know. I could be just like pulling pulling it, you know, out of thin air. I could be completely wrong. it um, may not mean a thing. But it's a possibility, so we'll we'll have to see where it goes. could be something else entirely. I certainly don't think it means that Sam's going to die at the end of that video, you know.
1: No, uh, he's died too many times. They're not going to kill him again.
0: Yeah, or Dean. Uh, I hope nobody else dies. I have a feeling that part's going to be wrong because, you know, supernatural, everybody drops right and left, but... We'll see. Um, oh, our show. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I'm going to mention it because uh, you can't hear me if we're not live anymore. I'm sorry. But we do—we are continue to be recorded. <laughs> um, so don't think we've ended if you're <laughs> listening somewhere. Uh, we are recorded for as long as we talk up to two hours. And we can be found on iTunes, uh, com. click on the Winchester Radio Icon, don't forget about going to blogtalkradio.com, uh, media boulevard, and this the abbreviation for boulevard, BLBD, and Facebook and Twitter and everything. Um, something to go actually go back to Mannequin 3, The Reckoning, for a second. When it's towards the beginning and Sam's had a seizure and he comes back and he gets him the hell out of there and he's trying to make Sam feel better. So he goes and he buys him food and, and, and he offers them these pills to help. And Sam and 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 Sam says, you know, what are they? And what Dean has kind of a good answer. I forget what he says. Do you remember They're dialogue? He oh, says they're, they're effective. effective, that's what they are. I, I don't know where they are, I don't know where they came from. I'd be a little concerned. And by the way, uh Robert Englund's doctor character was mentioned again, right? Doctor Robert. Mm-hmm. Right. And Sam says it's a butcher shop, and Dean says, oh, it's surprisingly clean. I thought that was funny. <laughs> and it was nice that they remembered him. But I wonder what those pills are. And also, um, it was interesting yeah, what Dean I have said. You.
1: I had a feeling that the pills weren't all that legal.
0: I don't think so either, which doesn't surprise me. But it's a little alarming because Dean has the pills. The jar wasn't full. There's only a few right. left. And he also mentions, you know, uh, you do what I do. He says you push it down, and um, and it comes out in spurts of violence and alcoholism. Mm-hmm. And that's really the first time they've acknowledged right out there that Dean's got a drinking problem.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And the violence, and that's something else he's been dealing with. What kind of person he is. And it's, he's probably not only, to, you know, drinking, but he maybe occasionally takes the pills to not only deal with hell, which is probably still on his mind and probably more now, knowing that Sam has been there and the fact that Sam went to hell and was gone for a year. So I'm not surprised that Dean chooses to self-medicate, but it's it's very upsetting and very sad. You know, I mean, Dean covers it well, you know, relax and, uh, with him and... and uh, you know, it's fun and crazy and all that, but you know, think about it. And, and so. Boy, he's got some tough issues there. <laughs> Put it mildly. I'm replying to a tweet real
1: quick. They're wanting okay. to know. Um, you finished there. You can't let you can't end there. We're about to explode. Now. No, no, come on, Samuel. So I'm letting them know that our show is still recording. <laughs>
0: I get it's like, uh oh, I I we was busy talking and didn't notice that we were about to go about to go. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I am I am sorry about that. what um, else? You wanna talk about the convention and you wanna talk about our our recent Q and A that we did? Yeah, um
1: yeah, I can mention the convention. Um I missed most of Friday. The only thing I was able to go to on Friday night was the Brian Buckley concert, which was amazing. Jared and Genevieve came out and introduced them because Brian Buckley is a good friend of theirs, apparently, and um, it it was awesome. They had set up this couch for Jared and Genevieve to sit at, you know, to sit on while Mm -hmm. watching the show. The couch mm-hmm. ended, it was right directly in front of my seat. I was in the front row. There was like me, and then there's Jared and Jen. I mean, like literally, like maybe like a f- one foot in between us for the whole. Oh, sorry. That must
0: have been really tough to sit there like that. It was.
1: It was like because they were they were right there, so I couldn't really. And then to the left of me was the band, and they were mm-hmm. amazing. And so I would be really getting into the music, you know. And then it hit me. Oh, my gosh. Jared and Jimmy were like, we're there, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and, and so it, it was kind of awkward, but it was it was real. It was a really good show. It was really amazing. Cool.
0: And yeah, I, I think they come to Chicago, you know.
1: keep really They will go anywhere. They, I mean, they are some of the friendliest people. Um, my friend Vinny and I, we, um, you know, got in the line to meet them after mm-hmm. the concert and everything, and they were just, some of the nicest people you'll ever meet and they will go anywhere that they get asked to. So they said, you know, they mm-hmm. would love to go to Vancouver. They would love, you know, to go to Nashville. And all you have to do is just, you know, write Creation and get Creation to invite them and they'll be there. So
0: Yeah, I hope so cuz you know, I I just love Jason Mans and Steve Carlson, but I've I've seen them both, you know, several times now and I love their music and I love the the, you know, supernatural fans of taking them on, you know, as part of the family and, and and they're so much fun. I enjoy their talks, you know, a lot also. But just just for a change and since this band, you know, also means something to Jared, so they totally relate to the supernatural family and they're new and I'd like to see them. So I oh, hope they great. come to Chicago. They put on an amazing show. They're they're so
1: full of energy and like Brian Buckley never stops moving. He's just constantly dancing and jumping and bouncing and <laughs> They're, they're really good to watch, really fun to watch, great to listen to. Highly recommend them. Okay. And, um and Saturday, um, uh, there was uh, Misha and Jim and Mark Shepard. My first time seeing Mark Shepard, and he's been in, like, every single thing I've ever watched in the history of the world. And mm-hmm. it was just so cool getting to finally actually see him. And he mm-hmm. was great. He was great. Yeah, he's fun. Um, he's
0: a good storyteller. I, we got him in Chicago last year, so I was really excited because, like you said, you see, I've seen him in every show I've ever loved. He's always got some, a part in, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he he was awesome. And uh, there's just I there's just so many great things I can't remember them all. Sunday, you know, of course, was Jared and Jensen Day, and they were of course mm-hmm. amazing as always. Um, mm-hmm. Rock Kelly was on Sunday. Jim Beaver came out and did a special bonus panel um, during Jared and Jensen's autograph time, and it was mm-hmm. so funny because see, Jared and Jensen was, were still there, you know, and mm-hmm. they were still there, and so Jim would be telling stories, and Jared and Jensen would be like heckling him. They would be doing. <laughs> somebody asked somebody asked Jim to do impressions of Jared and Jensen. And he wouldn't do it since they were there. So Jared and Jensen from behind the curtains were yelling out things as Bobby, doing impressions <laughs> of Bobby. And, like, um, uh, J- Jensen hollered out, where's my Jared Paul? And uh, it's my paper. And just, you know, it was hilarious. And um, at one point Jared was doing um, – hand puppets on the big gigantic screen, you know, that they um, have showing, you know, and um, they threw water bottles over the curtains at him and everything. It was really funny. And <laughs> no, no, no spoilers or anything came out. Know, uh, Guy B was there. It was awesome getting to meet Guy B. Uh,
0: oh, I would love to meet him. Just
1: he was it. Re- I just
0: it was really cool. I just would love to go to the Paley Fest. Eric Kripke to yeah. be there. He's like yeah. my dream guest for a convention. Just a dream guest.
1: And Jim Michaels was there. I got to say hi to him. And, oh, cool! Um, I'd like to meet him too. And which I think is a good segue into our Q and A that we had this week with him.
0: <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Yep. He, we got an. We have an exclusive Q and A with Jim Michaels. It's posted to our to winchesterbrothers. Com. You can go and click on ex. Um, if you don't see it on the main page, all you have to do is click on exclusive and then interviews, and you'll see it there.
0: Mhm, and it's a really good little interview. got some good yep, things yep. to say, fun things to say, and he's been a been in the business a long time and uh um I was on some other really great shows that I liked, so yeah go go read. it's very enjoyable um. There wasn't any like
1: big news or anything came out, you know, at mm-hmm. the convention or anything. It was just, you know,
0: really, really good, fun convention. That's good. Those were always good. I've been looking at pictures and reading reports and um the Jensen and Jason jam session must have been awesome. I would love to have done that. I didn't see the final price that it went for, but it but as Jensen said they he told Jason that they I guess they we're going to have to do this thing naked, so it must have gone for a lot of money, <laughs> if he's talking about it the went show for,
1: I did not get the tickets. I could not afford it, but it went for $1,551 each. Holy and cow. Yeah, they sold, I think it was 30 at the auction, and then they sold 10 more tickets at the convention at that price.
0: Unbelievable. I mean that's a really special thing, you know. I mean that doesn't happen very often. I I I know Justin's too busy now, but I think it'd be really cool if he and Jason did a did more music together, like did an album together or did more songs like Crazy Love. You know, they did one. It'd be so good for Jason, you know. <laughs> um, well, both of them. I would I would like to see it. I wish they would do that because I think they sound really great together.
1: Mhm. I love Crazy
0: Love. That's a great song. Mhm. Yeah. Um, yeah. That must have been a really cool jam session. I wonder if they'll try and do that again sometime. But I wonder if the price would come down because I don't know. Maybe it wouldn't because if you take it to a different city, you know, say Vancouver or or uh, Chicago or whatever, all the people that go to that convention would want to see it for the first time. So it would probably be just as expensive. Well,
1: I had a few friends who went to the jam session, and it's, mm-hmm. it's you know a few of them are you know the ones that go to a, a lot of the cons, so you mm-hmm. know, I don't you know I don't know. Yeah.
0: But still, wow, fifteen hundred bucks,
1: a lot of money.
0: That is a lot of money, and that's on top of everything else you're doing at the con. Good- Mm-hmm. You know. but you know what if you've got it and that's what you enjoy I'd say go for it
1: I did there, say, are yeah.
0: worse, there are worse things to spend your, your mad money on you know much worse things and as long as you're not like spending the rent money or your grocery money or your kids tuition money on conventions and stuff like that which is pretty irresponsible um, I say so what <laughs> go yeah, for exactly. it go to all the ones you want <laughs> it's your you know it's
1: it's your money, you should spend it the way you want to. So. Mhm. Yeah.
0: So well, there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um anything else?
1: Uh about the con? Um Oh, my um my friend and I we were um eating at Earth Cafe on mm-hmm. Thursday evening and we were sitting there and I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's Alex Panovich. Um sitting at that table that I think it's him. I'm not sure. I think it's him. Um he was in um Crossroad Blues that episode where it was his friend who ju- who was the architect who jumped off of one of the buildings that he oh, built. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. And he was in um this this season's um All Dogs Go to Heaven. He was one of the skinwalkers like big um big tough guys, skinwalker mm-hmm. guys. Mm-hmm. And he um he's on Twitter and stuff. I I think he Um, Before um, he was on our old Facebook page, he was one of our friends on there. But I'm sitting there, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's him. And so she looked up on her phone. Yep, yep, that's him. So she tweeted to him. um, You know where? You know, like we're sitting at Earth Cafe having a sandwich. Pretty sure Alex Pond, because his name on Twitter is A L E K S D A U N, is in Mm -hmm. my eyesight. And so we did not check it after that. You know, did not check her Twitter after that. I checked it last night just like I want to see if he ever, I want to check Mm -hmm. his Twitter and see if he ever saw that tweet and see if he might confirm that. no, we're not sure enough. 20 minutes after we tweeted, which we were probably still sitting there, Mm -hmm. he tweeted, he tweeted, yep, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, darn, if we had just checked it while we were sitting there, we could have probably said hi. Uh
0: Oh. And
1: then while we're oh. sitting there, Stephen Baldwin walked past us. So,
0: oh. yeah, that's LA for you. You just, you yeah, just never true. know. <laughs> LA or in New in York City. New York City's like that too. You just never know. I yeah, was in New York once and was in a, in a just um, in a truck in, in in Manhattan, just driving down the road, and this man came out on the street and he was trying to flag down a taxi and I looked and I went, oh, my God, that's Eric Roberts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It was kind of cool because I had just seen him in a play there called called, uh, Burn This, which is really good, a good play. It was kind of weird to see him out on the street flagging down a taxi like anybody else in New York City, you know? Right, right. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. I... I think we've talked out the episode and everything else, right? We're
1: good. For-
0: I think we're Yeah, we did a lot. So this was fun. And I thank everybody for listening, and please tell everybody because we've moved, and I think some people are still still wondering where we are. So if you're on Facebook or Twitter, it would be great if you just retweeted or posted on your page about us. And um, We also lost a bunch of people on Facebook because of it. It would be decision by Facebook itself to delete our page, so we'd like to, uh, everybody to come back. We had what five thousand or more. Yeah, um, we 5, were 000.
1: we were at almost five thousand. Right now we're at uh, one thousand ninety-two. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting there, but
0: yeah, be nice to have everybody back. We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, Becky, uh, thanks. This was fun and. We'll see you next week. Talk to everybody next week. Got a great episode to to watch and look forward to and discuss for next week. See everybody next week.
1: Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye.